Hello, everyone, and welcome to Work to Game. My name's Brian, and joining me with Chris, we've got the dynamic duo talking about a couple other MMORPGs beyond Final Fantasy XIV. Today's show is going to really focusing on who's got the best world. Does WoW Dragonflight itself stand a chance? What's going on with New World? Uh, all this stuff we kind of teased in uh, yesterday's show as we were going through this epic interview with the OCP. If you guys missed that, um, be sure to check the uh, channel page because that's just where we all the videos and everything like these are. Uh, let us know if you also want us to cut these things down. Yoshi-P's interview really kind of fit well in three parts, but overall, like as a whole, um, definitely interested in any of your feedback. If you're joining us live, sign off in the comments. We'll feature it. If you guys got questions, uh, we'll redirect and focus in on what you guys want these shows to become. But Chris, you are the WoW uh, you know, player. Uh, I've tried, and uh, the question is, is will Dragonflight... Uh, be any different from what Shadowlands was. Uh, you've been following the news. Uh, you feel like they've hit the points that you set out to say, hey, should I return? So to catch everybody up to speed, you you uninstalled. Like, this was something that I couldn't even predict. I, I even while actively subscribed. Yeah. Like, I saw time left on my subscription. I was like, keep it. Keep it. We're done. Oh, but <laughs> you're looking at pre-patch stuff now. We're, we're getting into the hype season for World of Warcraft, uh, Dragonflight, uh, a lot of people feel like it's hitting some really solid notes. And the, the thing that I always kind of look at is that, is this just another hype cycle? And then, you know, people, are they going to just be frustrated here come January? And then we see another exodus. Like, is this, is this just the pattern that we're going to see for World of Warcraft going forward? Or do you feel relatively confident um, with what the devs are getting ready and prepared to release? So, um, the neat thing about the WoW subscription is it does include the classic. Uh, and so this week, pre-patch for Wrath of the Lich King launch. So they got a zombie event. Uh, and pre-patch for the uh, retail version is actually a time where you want to already, in my opinion, be max level. So it's a great time to return if you plan to return for Dragonflight. Because you can start chipping away at however many levels you're missing. If you're a new player, you've got a, you've got a, you've got some work to do. Especially if you're wanting to do it like as a secondary or a third MMO, where you're doing it in addition to whatever else you're playing. Um, so it's not getting your sole focus. You're just kind of like, yeah, I play it like one night a week for a little bit. Um, now's the ideal time to kind of return to WoW if your intent is to enjoy Dragonflight. Um, what I wanted to see from Dragonflight was I wanted to see them a. Um, admit openly and publicly uh, that they had done things wrong, not just all of the ethical stuff surrounding Blizzard. Um, that's an obvious, and, and portions of that looked like it needed to be solved more in court than in, in necessarily anything they did between me. I mean, there was allegations of, like, literal criminal behavior. Mm -hmm. um, but when we talk about just the gameplay, just the, the IP, right, regardless of who's working in Irvine, um, I needed to see that we had a studio that was willing to openly and come say, this is bad content. Yoshi P worked on 1.0 for Final Fantasy 14, and he has he has publicly been more than okay calling that uh, an unmitigated disaster, I think was the translation of his last time talking about it. Uh, something like that. So it's something along those lines where like he's more than willing to talk about 1.0 being a real struggle uh, as content, even though he was in charge uh, from like basically December of 2010 uh, riding the ship, and he did a huge amount of effort into 1.0. So he gave it his best, and he's still willing to call it a mistake. And so it would be nice to see WoW admit that. And they've done a lot of that. Um, I, I was hopeful that they would do it further out than release, but release turns out it's looking like November. So that's, I'm a little concerned there. And then I wanted to see them willing to ground up, rebuild some, some core systems in a way that didn't look like it was going to be, yeah, they'll rebuild them for this expansion, then they'll rebuild them for the next one, rebuild them. Stop rebuilding. It, we can't be every time you discover one wrong thing, we burn the whole structure to the ground. So the idea that we're going back to talent trees, which is a system we've had before, mm -hmm. um, I think is really positive. And then do what WoW does best. Stop inventing things. Take what somebody else does and put your own spin on it. Blizzard is at its best when they are perfecting other people's ideas. Um, and, and I don't think that's a bad thing. Some people no. say that like, ha ha, gotcha. And it's like, no, there are plenty. I mean, Apple didn't invent the tablet. There are plenty of companies out there that what they do is they make something more commercially viable by making it accessible, yeah. by polishing it, uh, by making it easy to get into. And that's that's just how they make their money. Well, I mean, Square Enix is also very much in that same wheelhouse. And I mean, heck, even looking at WoW and even Final Fantasy XI. Uh, Final Fantasy XI was... EverQuest, it was what was the the standard in the in the language, and I absolutely adored that. And then fourteen is the Square Enix version of World of Warcraft. Yoshi P has 
said so much many times uh, and says that Final Fantasy XIV wouldn't have existed without World of Warcraft in that regards of being kind of their their model and their kind of their inspiration. I think I think taking inspiration from each other is a great way. I think that's one of the things where we saw with a lot of uh, of the player base who came over from WoW uh, with the last uh, Exodus. They would praise some of the things that 14 did differently because it seemed like I always kind of said like, oh, they're seeing that they kind of learned a couple of lessons you know that oh that didn't work out so well for for world of warcraft what what would make it change up and i think when the 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 language i heard i'm curious as to your thought is that like when we look at deep dungeon and we look at some of more of the final fantasy 14's optional end game content uh you know versus world of warcraft's mandatory grind and a lot of people felt like i had to do this then do this then do this just to stay in sync and in line with everybody sure. and 14 felt like you could do that, or you could do that, or you could do that. It doesn't You're really matter. Savage right now, and you don't do Savage. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, exactly. it, you can just, you can literally stumble into it. Um, yeah. Now, I am just, technically uh, Criterion prepping, though, because they stated that, like, Criterion Savage is really kind of taking into mind Savage gear score and things like that. So there is an added interest that I already had in that content to do this, but that's actually kind of exciting for me as somebody who doesn't want to hold people back so it is going to be pug you know <laughs> i'm not going to sit here like hey guys you got a static and here's my crazy schedule but i think that's something that's going to be interesting to see if that actually is ends up being true party finders well, already clearing five i think yeah. um you know the top groups are clearing clearing six and working on seven i think seven's going to be going to be that wall it's that third boss but but if you farm five and six every week and that's all you do you're still getting savage tokens yeah yeah um especially with your limited schedule it's not like your plan was to clear all four fights every week anyway so right. like having two fights down you could just farm those two over and over and you would get a pretty substantial uh increase to your item level for somebody that otherwise would be in tome gear and, and crafted yeah. gear right tome um, gear crafted gear right. the like and i've uh, voiced my opinions very strongly about the gear system and i hope that what we see with boja and we see with like eureka and what we see maybe with criterion that ability because they're not going to overhaul the entire you know gearing system because that would break the whole foundation it's kind of like hey we decided that you know we're going to change the laws of physics on you today um but it's like i'm hoping that we can see some kind of you know mini kind of progression within these self-contained systems personally speaking but even if they don't offer that we have been you and i like asking yoshi p directly you know, like multiple times like this has been content that we have wanted the community has wanted and i really want to get behind it and support it because the worst case scenario in my mind is hey thanks for adding this thing we've been asking you about nah <laughs> you know just all right uh are you gonna do it no like no 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 no. i've been asking for this for a That's very how you get a developer time. that feels things along that that you think you do but you don't um it gets memed on in the world of warcraft community but it's a feeling we're all familiar with. We all have that friend that says they want to come to things. And so you invite them to things and they don't show. And it's, yeah. it's and no. this time it's, oh, I got a flat tire. And you're like, that's a good reason. And then next time it's, I got a sick kid. And that's a good reason. And the next time it's, my boss made me work late. And that's a good reason. But like after 10 good reasons, I don't care what the reason is anymore. Right. So like it gets to a point where they're like, well, I got the flu. And you're like, that's just an excuse. Like at this point, <laughs> like I, you've, you've, you've literally burned all of that latitude because yeah. you made, you had a valid excuse 10 times in a row so just just tell me you don't want to come that's fine yeah um that's perfectly okay and some of us have been that friend i've been that guy before and it's like gosh i feel awful um and so you know i think we've been asking for a number of these features and it is important that we engage because we've been asking for them for years mm -hmm. and so for yoshipi to hear that especially as he's put it from uh, specific regions are asking from it more than others he talks about developing a global mmo for a global audience he's not a jrpg mmo developer um he is a global developer for a global audience and so he's trying to satisfy everybody everywhere all the time uh and that's a hard job yeah without losing his vision and um but specific regions have been asking more for this kind of hardcore dungeon stuff which would be comparable it would be a final fantasy take on the wow mythic plus system the diablo rift system um the uh, Gilbert's two fractal system. Those are all different answers to the, what do I do with a small group of friends that can really put us to the test? Yeah. 
Uh, and so I'm hopeful that's what this Criterion Savage is. I'm hopeful it's not a gear progression step that is required of Savage Raiders. One of the things I think really frustrates me about WoW is that I hear of Mythic Plus people feeling that they have to raid or mm -hmm. Raiders feeling that they have to do Mythic Plus. Right. It's when it, the, the, ha the word have to has to go away. Um, it, it needs to be like, this is a contained system. There are parts of it I like more than other parts, but this is a contained system. This is a contained system. Keep them separate. The moment something becomes... Um, optimal it becomes mandatory yeah uh and so i would love to see I, I, that's that's my my one nervousness about it we haven't heard that much about how it'll like we we just don't know exactly what all the rewards are going to be they've, they've right. shown us some of it um but yeah amount, like a amount list. which was like okay cool you know things like that which th those are bragging rights you know there are plenty of bragging right mounts sure. and things like that within Absolutely. the game we've been doing our min collections and stuff like that there's there's a lot in which that you can personally challenge yourself to optional content but I, I would counter the the one the one thing is that I don't mind optimal or, or AKA mandatory grinds when there's multiple pathways to complete it. I think that is ends up being the trade off that you have to. Now that takes a lot more development time. For example, like if for some reason, and not that I'm advocating for Criterion to become mandatory for the next ultimate. You know, not making that argument. I know some people might you know hear that. Let me just be clear, not making that, but let's say that there was criterion gear that then made it obviously, you know, optimal, AKA like you got to have it. If you really want to do this next ultimate that's coming in six, three potentially. Sure. Well, if there was like 10 different pathways, like you have an incredibly long pathway of doing all the, you know, like, <laughs> like doing all this other stuff. Like if as a player that the content that you wanted to do did always kind of make a little bit of ticking progress to it, even if it was suboptimal, I can get behind that in theory in practice, you have to obviously look at kind of the numbers and are you having fun? Um, but there has been plenty of content that it's like, oh, a good case. An example is like my my grinding in New World. The optimal you know, way would be to go hit the hardest level dungeon all the time or I can go fish. And by going and doing the thing that I want to yeah. do, I can make money and I can just buy the the gear that's going to help me, you know, clear the content. It allows me to give me it gives me more flexibility but that's just one smaller case example of kind of how i Tones view and it relics already do that right so yeah they, those are relics, yeah like the recent relics have had kind of multiple ways to do it within that system eureka you know um was less flexible than the bosch's adnor relic um we'll see how flexible this relic is but mm -hmm. tomes are that right I, I sat in a hunt train yesterday got part of my relics i did an expert roulette got part of my or my tomes i, I, I yeah, did yeah. A PvP, i did a ranked crystalline conflict this morning uh, got part of my tomes and right. so like i I'm kind of just chipping away at it. Yeah, um, that's what uh, think, Fido is talking about. Kind of that concurrency as well is that you are doing your fun stuff and you're still like it's still feeding you, you know. But I do think that there is like a, a recognition that like sometimes the system just needs to reward itself. And so like just like yeah. Island Sanctuary has cosmetics that are locked behind only it. Um, one of the things I see people that don't do Savage get frustrated with is that Savage Raiders have a higher item level. And they're like, well, they should make that item level acquire, uh, accessible to me. And like to that, I would say like, but the only purpose of having that higher item level now, as opposed to when we just naturally get there in four or eight months mm -hmm. um, through just dungeon gear or whatever, uh, is for Savage. So like, what do you what do you need it for? Yeah. Um, just to see the number go bigger. Like, I think you got to let that go. I think the fact that Savage Raiders get a higher item score is fair because it's only used for Savage. Uh, now, if like that higher gear score was like, oh, well, there's like a, a solo trial fight at the end of every day's Beast Tribe quest and they're getting to they're getting to one shot that guy and I'm struggling <laughs> against it. That would be different. Right. Item level would have a real value. Um, and so like when with WoW's Mage Tower, like gear mattered. But for now, gear only matters in Savage. So the fact that the only place to get the best gear is in Savage kind of makes that a nice feedback loop. Um much in the way that like Island Sanctuary is filled with a feedback loop. There is an expert crafting kind of well, component, but yeah, it, you know, and to your point, like, especially in terms of time, like if you, there's a, there's a clock on the Savage gear, meaning you wait to the next expansion, you go in on synced and sure. you, you melt it, you know, you're like, all right, Correct. you know, the so Savage like, mounts are yeah. time gated, right? It's all, that's all Having just time gated. One, right. That's amazing. I always Having wonder though, like, do you feel like five. that? You know, I do want to bring it back more to the, dra the Dragonfly here in a second. Um, and I do want to thank some people before we continue on. But on that note, though, like, do you feel like it like would there be something that would be of value for the lack of time gating, a uh, special kind of timed achievement or something that you feel like? Because that's something we can continually debate within the community itself. Like, 
okay, well, yeah, that, that, that mount was for a time period kind of like, Hey, look at what I could do. But then eventually over time, it, that becomes, it loses its value. We have ultimates, which are somewhat protected, but do you think that the game could evolve into having some kind of achievement style of, you know, of like, Hey, you know, kind of like Zelda, right? Like you have the gold cart Zeldas and you just have the normal, like it could be the same achievement, but then that achievement has just like a golden border around it. Like, I, I don't know. What, what do you think? So I, you know, uh, WoW does this with their raids with an achievement called Ahead of the Curve, mm-hmm. um, which is exactly what it sounds like, right? You're ahead of that. Like, as long as you're staying ahead of the, the big tidal wave of content coming to wash over it and make it null and void, um, you get an achievement for that. Uh, 14 does this with their seasonal achievements. The seasonal achievements are one and done. So if you want to be the top number of achievement points on your server and you just downloaded the game today, I have bad news for you. You'll never get there because there's only like 34,000 achievement points available in Final Fantasy 14. And the top ranked person on your server probably has 36, 37,000 because they've been picking up 10 every seasonal event that, that those just go away. I would love to see those move to like a feats of strength is how WoW handles that so that you can go say, I want to sort that website by feats of strength, which so that person can be the top. That's amazing in its own right. But also that so that as somebody who downloads the game today, it's not like, well, you lose because you're new, idiot. Like that doesn't feel good. Right. Uh, it would be. And, it would and we be don't really have that nice actually happening to, in game too, though. So that's actually give them that opportunity yeah. to feel like I can chase them. Um, but like if you're comparing to a friend, right? So if they if they look at your, I can look at your achievement pain. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like if I go look at your achievement pain, it would be nice to see a number that I could catch. Um, and if I just download the game today, I can't catch you because you have achievements that I'll never get. So as long as you keep getting achievements, eventually you'll have. You'll always be ahead of me because you've got this pad, not just of time, but of achievements. I literally can't close the gap on mm-hmm. um, because you got them before I started. Um, or like with you and me, I have no idea which one of us has more of those because you and I both we've both been subscribed since ARR, but we we both skip seasonals. So like it's probably just it's probably just a complete dice roll on who accidentally grabbed more of the achievements over the years. Yeah, um, I have uh, some that you can't get from the uh, from Legacy 1.0 yeah, stuff. Yeah, there's so. some Legacy ones in as well. Yeah, so um, it's like there's absolutely. there's always that uh, that aspect. Now, um, I want to get back kind of the Dragonflight, you know, especially like your thoughts on it and uh, here in a second. But I do want to thank uh, bring back Fluffy uh, for 14 months of support over on YouTube and also Farmer Girl Chaos Writer and book boy over here on Twitch for their incredible and generosity, uh, generous support. Uh, you guys make these things possible. So, uh, we really appreciate you, uh, helping to con- you know, continue to fund, you know, what this is, this, uh, the content that we like to make. So we cannot thank you guys enough. And, uh, with that, thank you. Um, you know, just guys, uh, let us know what we can do for y'all. You know, that's, that's the goal here, but, uh, back to the concept of Dragonflight, though, because like I think that was a really good kind of dip into Final Fantasy and how it handles some of the content differently. You're talking about talent trees coming back to dra- to, to World of Warcraft. Uh, you're talking about like some of the lessons of borrowed power. Now, the thing you said when they showed off talent trees is that we won't know if this is a borrowed power system until whatever like 11 point or to whatever come follows dragonflight because if after that they're like well we did that one now here's your new system that you need to go grind out for the next two years how are you feeling about what they've stated uh, personally about it so i mean the fact that they're willing to do things like blend alliance and horde the fact that they're willing to consider changing the timing on mythic tells me that anything's on the table and so from a chronic problems with wow standpoint that's a really good thing right we're willing to rebuild this any part of this. The downside is they can also knock out a really structural pillar that's doing something good. The problem with a borrowed power system is that um, is that it's borrowed. It's that it's not mine to keep. And so I spend two years trying to learn it only to then have to return that book to the library and get a different one and learn that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so the talent trees is this new book they're giving us. And they're saying, this one's not borrowed. You get to keep it. But I don't know that yet. Because if in 11.0 they go, hey, give us the talent trees back. We're going to give you another book. Then it just becomes a borrowed book. Um, So it doesn't necessarily have to be some item that I grind AP into to be the same problem where like we have complaints about the balance. We have complaints about lack of agency. We have complaints about the system. They make one to two rounds of updates to it and then they delete it. So I think the problem I have with with WoW saying like when I try to stay current in WoW, which right now the way I have fun in WoW is I don't try to stay on top of the curve, Mm -hmm. um, is that like every time I feel like I'm staying on top of the curve, it feels like they just keep moving the goalpost 
And then when we try to give feedback, they only take one to two rounds of feedback before just throwing their hands up. And can you imagine being in a relationship with somebody where, because this is what MMOs are, they're ongoing relationships. Yeah, I think and that's so. Can you imagine being in a relationship like, you know, with your wife and you say, hey, you know, we're trying to do better about keeping the house clean or something like that. She goes, great. Uh, we've been, you know, the guys that have been mowing the yard haven't been doing a great job edging around the trees. Could you go take an edger and edge around the trees? And you're like, you know what? I'll do that. Um, I've been noticing that in the morning when you make your coffee, you just set the coffee mug anywhere you finish it. Would you mind putting that in the dishwasher? And she says, sure. And you go, also, um, when I come into the bathroom, your makeup is everywhere. Once you finish kind of putting your makeup on, could you like put it away? And she goes, two things. And she just throws up her hands and storms out of the house. You can't have like, that's not the basis for anything. Like you have to be able to have that ongoing conversation. Mm -hmm. uh, and so that's what wow feels like is that they come out with a system and we're like, awesome. I like most of this. It feels like, you know, Warlock's a little low. The grinding's a little bad. It's bad for people with alts or it's bad for world first or it's bad for casual or something like that. And they're like, cool, we'll make some changes. They make some changes. We go, okay, okay. You kind of miss the mark on Hunter. And actually the way it functions within this one particular raid fight's kind of funky. Um, and I don't like one of the covenants. And they're like, whoa, that's too many. And then they just delete the whole system. Yeah. Uh, and so they never really get a chance to learn. So you have to wonder like how good would garrisons be if they had carried garrisons from Warlords of Draenor, they said garrisons took the same amount of effort as a raid tier. Imagine if they had allowed garrisons to survive into Legion and then into BFA and then into Shadowlands. How many iterations we would have had by now, it's possible those could have become something really good. Uh, but we never get to see something live long enough. We snuff it out as a baby lamb and it just never gets a chance to grow and mature. Uh. So if uh, if WoW Dragonflight is a success and it really kind of mm -hmm. hits sure. these a lot of these elements that a lot of people have had frustrated with the game for so long, and we're not talking about Shadowlands, we're not talking about BFA, we're talking about like basically you know uh, a series of just constant frustrations, one thing or the other, right? Sure. If Dragonflight is not that, if it is this bomb, if it is this return to form. What what kind of impact do you see that actually having on the, the 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 playing field? Because even with all the drama, even with all the lawsuits and the the litigation and the and the the law breaking and, and you know yeah, <laughs> I mean, they well, do anything. Gosh, man! Like <laughs> and he, as he talks about like what a gift, man! What, what, and Twitch fandom as well. Like what a gift! What a gift, guys! Like you know, like, oh yeah, a couple couple million views. Thanks for that. I was uh, I I needed that in the algorithm. The um, but what what is the what does the play uh the the what does the landscape look like? We've seen plenty of people say that they've sworn off ever going back to WoW. Uh, you know, like I just, I, you know, I don't know. Like when it comes down to it, I think actions speak louder than words. And when I see, I, you know, gamers want to go where the fun is. The gamers want to go what's to where you know their friends are. Do you They'll see come this? Back seasonally. Mm -hmm. It'll pick up a bunch of new players. It'll be like Destiny. It's about trust. The problem Destiny 2 has is that Destiny 2 cannot maintain trust with the same segment of its gamers. It has a wide appeal, but it satisfies this group, and then it satisfies this group, and then it satisfies this group, and then it satisfies this group. And so there is a percentage of Destiny players that are always mad at Destiny. It's not always yeah. the same percentage. It's moving around. It's a moving target. But there's <laughs> always somebody Somebody's that's always mad pissed. at Destiny. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, WoW will be in that position. if they and that's, and that's a better position than they are right now, where they're just, like, across the board everybody seems to have at least one gripe about wow. Uh, and some people are like never again. And so like, it varies from like average down, uh, other than like some new players, I've been seeing some new content creators who've never played wow. And they're tackling 15 years of content. And so all the complaints about like current balance or current, this, it doesn't affect them. Right. They're, they're still like discovering, you know, uh, zones from cataclysm for the very first time they walk in wow and like some of them aren't even like mmo players so it's been really fun to just be reminded that at the end of the day a game with 15 years of content is always good to try out for the first time always yeah guild wars final fantasy at any point no matter how mad we get at final fantasy or wow or guild wars it would never be a bad time for somebody brand new mm -hmm. um just because they get to go through the backlog uh but a lot of the current players have been frustrated with WoW, at least to some degree. And Dragonflight fixing that would be really nice. What they need is two in a row. Legion was good. 
but then BFA. They've got to get away from this TikTok mentality. So the problem is, it would be really hard to do this, is as a development and management team, they would have to feel like 10.0 crushed it. They would have to crush 10.1, 10.2, and you've heard me right, maybe a 10.3. Maybe we subscribe to a live service game that gets actually three patches of service. Uh, and then once 10.3 releases, and it's all majority good, not perfect, but everything they take a mistake, it's feedback, it's positive. Then we go into 11.0 and we don't delete everything. We mm -hmm. actually carry forward what you've learned and we iterate on it the same way like Final Fantasy does. The battle system's changed a lot since ARR, but it's done it slowly. At no point did we just sweep the legs out from under everybody and just start over. And so iterate on that. Then I think a lot of the haters would have to at least be a little bit quieter going into that 11.1 patch. Once it's done everything right for like two years in a row, mm -hmm. um, that gets it's like, okay, I understand they were bad for five or six years, but, but like they've been good for the last two. Leave them alone. Um, I think it gets easier to defend. Uh, so one good expansion, it, just the, the, the day and date, you know, if it drops November 28th, November 29th, it's not like they've saved WoW. It's not like they've killed WoW. You can't do anything in one day. Um, and, and I think WoW has great expansions. So WoW in its worst moment, on November 28th, still going to be a blast. Mm -hmm. uh, so if you've ever wanted to play WoW and you're like, I want to play it when everybody really likes it, well, then you need to be there on expansion week. And you yeah, that's that's like, when it happens. Like, nobody that's hates it expansion week. Yeah. Um, it's great. Nobody hates any MMO yeah. expansion. You it's can go look at any article, Shadowlands, oh. BFA, like it was like, this is great. And then uh, like Fido was saying, like, in order for uh, him and his wife to go back uh, to WoW, they need to clean up the company and make it to 10.2 or so without relying on gotcha and FOMO mechanics providing the content it's wild that that's though those kind of mechanics have jumped into the mmo space i get it from a free-to-play mmo like uh you know tower of fantasy like okay it's a gotcha like that's that's what it is right like hey this is who i am you know i'm a ginger and then all of a sudden you're like oh wait you're not you know it's, <laughs> you know like imagine that and that's where it's like within um, we've talked about it multiple times. Don't change the relationship. Like, if you're going to be one thing, be that thing. If you're going to be a subscription-based MMO, be be a subscription-based MMO. You know, like, that makes things easier as opposed to, like, oh, subscription and FOMO and gotcha. Like, all right. Like, we get that you guys are excited about mobile and how much that makes. You know, we, we see the numbers on Diablo Immortal. We understand. But can we please have, a like, a, a, a safe, you know, monetization uh, relationship, you know, maybe? I mean, Hearthstone was a really fair way to do that, right? We can piggyback off the other Blizzard IP and make a world in which we make money off of a more card game based model, mm. which is closer to that, like constant asking for money um, instead of subscription. Right. And so like Final Fantasy does gotcha mobile games, but they don't call it Final Fantasy 14 mobile. Right. So the problem with Diablo Immortal is that it looked a lot like a Diablo game. It yeah. wasn't just that it's gotcha. Uh, I have problems with some of the gotcha they did, even as somebody who plays mobile games. Um, I like mobile games, but where I struggled is that they also marketed it as a core Diablo product. Uh, and that can't be the case. So if yeah. they're going to do those things to supplement, if they're going to piggyback off WoW's IP and say, okay, we've got to create a, you know, a WoW Fortnite pairing because there's like a there's like a Diablo or there's like a Dragon Ball Z Fortnite pairing right now. Uh, WoW is going to go be off Fortnite season. That's fine. You can make money off your IP. That doesn't bother me. Stop making me feel like the act of subscribing isn't enough for the core experience. Um, so I, I agree with that. Mm -hmm. uh, as far as cleaning up the company, I, I do have some friends that work there and um, I've heard the pay structures improved quite a bit for them. So that may vary by department. Um, I've seen a lot of people leave, uh, which means that a lot of new people are, or a lot of existing people are into new positions. And so it is changing. Change doesn't mean good, but it does mean different. And so when they were in a position where we felt like, hey, there's a lot of bad here, um, change is at least, okay, I'll hold my breath and, and kind of see where it, where it shakes out. It could be we changed one bad for another bad, mm -hmm. but at least as of now, it looks like they've pushed a lot of that out. It looks like same name on the door different people in a lot of these positions um, because of the Microsoft merger, the top, top, top level leadership is something that I assume from a shareholder standpoint, they're going to leave largely in place. It seems like Bobby's going to um, 
need to oversee that transition. And that's because that's that's how those things are done. Yeah. Um, but like usually, it usually like around one year and then it's like, OK, you've then finished help. your year. And then it's like, hey, guys, I'm pursuing other opportunities with my fat stacks of cash. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I oh, my gosh, we're so excited for him to move to the next chapter of his life. And he's yeah. like, yeah, I thank you so much for yours. And I'm I. I just want to pursue other opportunities and see where you guys go from here. And they'll say a bunch of nice things about each other in a form letter. Uh, and then he'll peace out on his yacht that has to be 10 feet longer to hold the giant pallets of money that he'll get for leaving late. Um, so like that just is what it is. Uh, people don't want to see leadership changes at that level. Um, but it, down at the like battle design, dungeon design, artist levels, those are changing. Mm -hmm. There is a lot of change there. There's a lot of hiring there. Yeah. Um, and that's good. Absolutely. It is improving. Now, I guess the final question before we uh, kind of pivot to a new world in and of itself, which is getting massive updates. And personally speaking, absolutely love that game. Um, when it comes down to it, while Dragonflight, massive success, um, Final Fantasy players, how how do you think that, that relationship uh, is strengthened or, or strained? Do you see uh, 14, uh, you know, kind of struggling uh, due to you know, the critique that some WoW players have, have had of the game. Like, how do you feel overall? What, what happens next with that? Because there's been this kind of, you know, I'm part of it. You know, I'm part of the guilt of like, <laughs> look at us over here. Final Fantasy crushing it. Uh, wow. You suck. You know, like that's, that's my old school, you know, mindset, you know, that I, that I'm partly shamed of and partly embrace. The barrier to entry to an MMO is mostly time. Um, I understand if you're living paycheck to paycheck, $15 a month hurts. I, I've been there plenty of times. I, I've been there more often than I, I want to be. I, I, there's a chance I get there again one day. Mm -hmm. uh, I hope I'm doing things in a way that I don't, but that's that's just something that happens. Um, but but compared to like a PlayStation 5 or an Xbox where it's, you know, here in the Midwest, that's, that's a big chunk of money until relatively recently in Dallas, that would have been a month's rent. Mm -hmm. um, and so when you see a Sony or an Xbox fanboy, they tend to be locked into that. Like, I only like PlayStation. Have you ever played an Xbox? No, but I knew a guy that had one once. And like, it tends to just be this underinformed, like just anger. And it tends to just fuel this tribalism. Uh, and and I'm sorry for anybody who was born with a birth certificate that says the name Andy, but these 14 <laughs> Andys and wow oh, Andys Karen. Um, are, uh, well, I, I assume that their parents had to know. 20 years from now, people are going to dislike you. Uh, and so <laughs> all these Andys, like I will say at this point, a lot of them have either been ignored, you know, you've, you've seen publicly, you've seen like Asmongold go click and be like, this guy didn't even play this game. Uh, and so they've, they've largely been drowned out. And a lot of people have given it an honest shot. And I've had friends um, from either side, go give the other one a shot and say, it's not for them. I know uh, like sync, I think sync week are a really public display of going and trying. Wow. Saying, mm -hmm. Hey, everybody hates this game. I just want to know what they hate it for. So I went and downloaded it and gave it a shot. And uh, I have some friends that are, you know, I've, I've been friends with in the wow community and they're like, man, everybody's going over to 14. I'm going to give it a shot. And then they didn't stick with it. And they said, Hey, here's kind of my criticisms. And a lot of them were valid. A lot of more, that's a good reason not to play 14. Uh, and that's not going to change about 14. So I think 14 is just not a good fit for you. And that's okay. Yeah. Um, but there's been a lot of respect there. And it's also exposed just how many of the community has played or is currently playing or plans to play both within the next 12 months. Um, that, and so I think there's been a lot less vitriol there. Um, that's been better across the board, uh, in my opinion. Uh, so I, I think that's that's a lot better. Um, a new MMO should beat current patch content. So let's say 6.3 and Dragonflight launch within 60 days of each other, because that's, that's absolutely possible. That's happening, right? Dragonflight, happening. when does Dragonflight launch? Uh, I believe end of November, oh. I think 6.3 will slide into beginning of next year if I had to guess, yeah. but they are going to be within 60 days of each other. Yeah, yeah. So let's say those launch, I, I doubt they would put it same week. I bet 6.3 doesn't have an announced date. So I bet they could they could just be like, oh yeah, and we moved it. Um, if you want to know if there's a last minute move, if they do a Moogle Tombstone for 6.3, Moogle Tombstones are supposed to be based on the history. They've historically been most often 29 days out from the patch. And when they're not 29 days out from the patch, um, for example, one of them, they were like 43 days. 43 is 29 plus 14 and they announced a 14 day delay. So like if, if it's more than, if it's more than 29 days and we have a Moogle Tombstone event, that's not tied to like an expansion release. Um, they kick that patch out okay. whether they say it or not. <laughs> uh, and so, but it, imagine those compete in theory, Dragonflight should destroy 6.3, especially because 6.3 is going to split itself across 6.3 and 6.3.5. 
So 6.3 is not going to have an update to the Relic. It's not going to likely have Deep Dungeon. That'll be in the half patch. Yeah. So when you're talking about Alliance Raid, MSQ, stuff like that, that should be dominated by five new zones, 10 new levels, a whole new raid with 13 bosses. It should destroy that. And that is not an insult to 14. Um, and so I, I think we are slowly getting better as a community where the general majority of us are going to look at that and say, you want to dip out at for portion of your time and or miss 6.3 entirely um because you know maybe it doesn't end up dropping the ultimate i don't know um then and go do wow for three or four months that makes a lot of sense and if you come back for 6.4 that doesn't mean that doesn't necessarily on its own mean that wow had to fail maybe you were planning on coming back regardless no matter yeah. what wow did um so i do think we're going to see that mass exodus uh it is going to get dramatized in the algorithm um but like i don't think there's anything unhealthy about playing both games or you play or just playing more than one game it doesn't have to be these two games you play new world mm -hmm. and final fantasy yeah and on that note like when especially as we uh, pivot into the conversation in new world um i've been having an absolute blast with the summer medley fair uh they've been adding in a lot of content and they just this last week shown off uh, what is coming next with both the new zone brimstone sands which from a theming perspective is egyptian and roman uh themed it's apparently it was settled by the egyptians sometime in the past there's a war uh rome has also uh you know kind of found this area and has since settled it so you have a kind of a very uh you know very coliseum-esque and pyramid-esque kind of joining of these two uh kind of mythical you know in this mythical world uh together so from just an aesthetic like i'm really excited to see this new zone but to catch chris up to speed because he hasn't been following the game so i thought it'd be kind of fun to update him get his real reaction raw reaction and thoughts on this for you guys you have uh, a new weapon the great sword two-handed weapon you know coming into the game so this would be the third new weapon that's been added uh it has a uh, kind of a stance dancing kind of mechanic to it in which that you have, you know, like if you put on your attacking trees, it's going to make you more vulnerable, but you can do way more damage. And if you use your defensive trees, you can have it and set it up as a, a tank build. And basically what the uh, people who've played it hands-on is that being that you can slot skills from either tree, if you do a skill that is defensive-based, you go into your defensive stance. If you do an offensive skill, you go into your offensive stance. And so that it's not like you actually press a button to switch trees, but you literally have that kind of flexibility with it. But they also are introducing an, an ultimate ability that you equip through a couple different runes. So but depending on the rune that you equip will give you this ultimate ability that fills up over time and then allows you to do that. So from a build mechanic perspective, you still have the two weapons and then you have this new ultimate ability. And I think essentially from a gameplay perspective, beyond the new content they're adding, they're also redesigning their core uh, new player experience currently up from level one to 25 now so zones are getting uh like you know some areas and some points of interest and some towns are becoming more city-esque and castle-esque so they you know instead of these kind of like little forts out in the middle of the woods like oh that's now a cat a giant castle town and things like that so i don't know how yet that's going to play out in the lore like is the world actually upgrading or are they just going to be like, and magically castles are here. Uh, we don't know. We'll have to wait and see how that plays out. Personally speaking, that makes me say, I got to get these pages. I got to get the lore stuff and get it logged in to see if it does change or if they are like, and then over the course of this one year, this is all that's changed in the game and the world. And, uh, and so the, the update is scheduled to release in October. So my only concern as a, as an avid Final Fantasy fan and New World fan, so please God, let let the Final Fantasy update be at the end of the month and the Brimstone Sands be at the beginning of the month, so that way I'm not sitting here going like, and they both came out on the same day. Like that would be <laughs> that would be my personal when nightmare. You guess if you had to put a guess on it, when do you think the New World one is set to release? I would say one week into October, uh, as long as it's ready. And I could see it going mid mid October, et cetera. But um, if it goes to the end of October, then it goes to the end of October. <laughs> so six one five was fifty six days after six one. Um, so fifty six days after the launch of six two would put us on the eighteenth. Yeah, I don't see it being shorter than that, right? Because um, it should not be that much shorter than sixty days anyway, because it's supposed to be two months. Um, so the eighteenth is the earliest that we move into the half patch for. Uh, to get those Criterion dungeons and all that in Final Fantasy that I know you're excited about. Mm -hmm. um, 
yeah we'll have to see i'll figure i'll figure it out if it ends up being around the same time but it's uh it's going to be i think pretty exciting now i see fluffy asking about uh are they adding in mounts so three kind of key pillars have been identified uh, by the devs uh they talked about swimming uh mounts and loadouts now out of those three um apparently one of those is coming with this update but they have not yet confirmed that uh, in a public or kind of announced which one it is speculation is loadouts uh but obviously they've talked about like those other two things and uh we do not have our eta or roadmap for that but the fast travel improvements that they've made of the game just make it super easy in zippy to get around because you also technically run faster on roads so it's like if you run on roads you're moving and you're zipping along pretty quickly uh, anyway, so in terms of that, like we get like new zone, uh, more content, new uh, dungeon, aka expedition. We've already just got the group finder, um, new worlds uh, gearing up to. I would I would venture to bet that we'll see a marketing push around this update. Um, and the yeah. only thing that we do not know, and that Scott apparently has been teasing, is that they've got a really big announcement to come. And they don't, you know, we don't know what that might be, and also we don't know when that might be. But I think that. If there's marketing, if there's this, you know, up ma massive update, uh, new weapon, and then if they want to sit here and talk about their vision for the future, like, I think we're going to see a lot, like, we've already seen the numbers of New World continue to go up and up and up. Like, people are returning, people are enjoying that. And then, in fact, that's actually one of the most searched, you know, things, like, should you return to New World? And people are like, hey, I'm back. Um, and so you play casually and I obviously am like the nut, like you play Guild Wars 2, like I play, uh, you know, like I, <laughs> you play New World, like I play Guild Wars 2. Like, it's like, yes, I, I, I have characters there. I, I spend time there, but I'm not like there all the time. Right. Um, based off of what I just told you, what questions come to your mind? What concerns come to your mind? Uh, what would get you to actually recommend this game to your brothers? Cause that's actually one of the key litmus tests that I actually have for New World when it comes to would your brothers actually come and enjoy it? So um, my brothers are PVP driven. Um, and so one of the problems with PVP is uh, it is tied to their kind of like faction system. Anybody that remembers Final Fantasy way back, uh, you used to only be able to PVP with your grand company mm -hmm. where you could kind of do that mercenary stuff. Uh, in WoW, there was Alliance versus Horde. Uh, until they started doing battle groups and things like that, that could get wildly skewed and could really kind of screw you. Um, and so within new world they've kind of tied themselves to this system as opposed to something like guild wars where that's just like world v world gets a little goofy too um but the smaller pvp doesn't so uh i would say for pvp how are they kind of handling that mm -hmm. uh as far as player population as far as balance um i had heard a whole bunch of stuff about people kind of manipulating and griefing that system uh where there was like territory taking where people were doing mass reports and all sorts of there were just horror stories. And then with yeah. these server merges and I take, like I get paid out. Do I want to be paid out? They incentivize that too much. Then I want to be paid out of it. But then if they don't incentivize it enough, now I just feel like you just took my territory for nothing and it's just eminent domain. Uh, so, <laughs> you know, as a game that surged in popularity, fallen in popularity, surged in popularity, as the, the fact that they've tied it to multiple smaller servers instead of one big mega server, um, how do you balance PVP? So uh, they've addressed this in some degree, whether it ends up being successful, we have yet to see because these updates haven't been made live. So um, territory control is kind of one of the key aspects that you're kind of hinting at. Now, in terms of OPR and 3v3 arenas, uh, they've actually done a lot of work. Um, but the problem we've seen in terms of balance is that the meta really has shifted to you want to be in lightweight armor because it's it's you take no damage dodging if you, you can dodge out of bad and rather than taking heavy. But um, they appear to have been uh, updating that uh, and we've seen them test out like on the PTR and on this uh, kind of media tour they did uh, was the uh, you know, heavy armor like, OK, yes, you can actually be competitive in a different variety of kind of loadouts. But uh, territory control, they're looking at because the problem they actually have right now with it isn't the uh, isn't the, the changeover. It's that we have all this concept of shell companies. And so they're looking at kind of addressing the shell company issue, which has been within the community a major concern because they basically have been locking out people from participating in the content. So it hasn't been a matter of balance. It just has been a matter of like a couple of, you know, well-organized groups have prevented anybody else from being able to participate. Now, whether what they do is successful or not has yet to be seen. But in terms of that, though, they are actually adding in leaderboards for both PVP and PVE. Uh, that yeah. could be good and or bad, you know, when it comes down to, hey, we were able to do X, Y, and Z. Like, 
that's where you, you could see some kind of toxicity, you know, just decide to kind of pop its head in uh, and go from there. The um, When it comes down to the content itself and the mega servers, that's actually one of the problems that I'm kind of curious to see what happens in the, in the longest time is what happens with the servers, because right now server queue times are a thing. Again, uh, people are coming back. You sometimes have to wait in the evenings. If this update brings more people back, will they spin up new servers? And they have been talking about bringing in cross server, uh, you know, play for like the dungeons and for PVP and for all of these things. Um, but we do still do not have an ETA on when that actually happens. So even if they spin up new servers, it does run the risk of them having to, to scale those back down. But I don't think actually like all of these are like technical problems that I think can and will be solved in the future. The question is, is that, you know, like if you're not up for that kind of growing pains, then yeah, this would not be the time to return. Um, but if you are interested in, in being heard and having and driving that kind of feedback, uh, the devs are like actively listening and we're seeing so much of the player feedback actually make its way into the game, which has been having real positive results because when newer launched, it was kind of like, this is the vision we have for the game. And then it was like, okay, well, we need to have a better dialogue. And they kind of, they were able to kind of get into that, into that groove. So that's, that's going to be a big one. My brothers are very PVP focused. Um, the next is like, how hard is it to get in and be relevant? Right. And so like server queues does answer a portion of that. Mm -hmm. Um, but like when it comes to, you know, you both want something that's long time running. So yeah. on the long time running, I ask like, when are they going to announce an expansion and how far out will they announce it? And how often are they going to do expansions on um, as far as like big waves of content in addition to these constant updates. Uh, and then on the shorter form, um, how are they going to address the new player experience? Because Guild yeah. Wars, Final Fantasy, and World of Warcraft in the last year, through three different methods, have all three addressed or begun addressing their new player experience, but all three let it get to a point where it was a chronic, yeah. deep-cutting problem before any of the three of them addressed it in a wide-scale method, um, which means they, they actively pushed players off. In a game that's six months old, it's easy to hop in because nobody's more than six months ahead of you. But in, in the case of 14, or WoW, um, who's... 15 years old, I think, um, 2004, uh, mm -hmm. it's older than that. I don't know. They're old. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they can, they can vote in some countries, I think. Uh, and so in, uh, and final fantasy who is, is just celebrating their anniversary right now with the rising guild Wars celebrating their 10th anniversary right now. Um, speaking of final fantasy, it looks, does look like somebody got their P eight S clear. looks like a Japanese group. And it's Wednesday, so I guess answer those questions. <laughs> Congratulations to the PSA. We actually have that going on. Like there it is. We we have that alert in, in Chris's house uh, to celebrate the eight uh, S clear. Uh, to answer that question, because you bring up a lot of really good, interesting points, because that's something that I'm really I have not gotten hands on with it. But with this update, they're having a uh, a brand new new player experience, uh, and they say that the new player experience that they're building. Uh, that's going to come in, into play with this update is actually going to take you one to 25. And then they said they're going to look at the feedback and, and how people respond to that. And then they're going to take the 26 and who knows, maybe 26 to 50 or maybe they do 26 to 60. I don't I don't know what they're what the next phase of that plan is, but they're talking about kind of addressing that as that onboarding, which has me excited as a as a longtime player of this game, because that's that's actually the one of the biggest kind of feedbacks that a lot of people have, uh, especially when it comes down to even new servers, right? Like there, people want, and I've actually heard people like they want a new server to be created so that they can have that initial land rush experience like it was at launch with obviously all the changes. And that actually could be go hand in hand with a new player experience so that could be well received. But you got to have cross world in my mind to have that sustainable, because if you get isolated off on your own server, you know, like that could be fun. That might not be fun. You want to make sure you have access to the content, but the fact that they're reworking the new player experience is going to be something that's going to be interesting. Feedback is going to be critical in all of that. And then based off of that, they're going to then take it to, they have already confirmed and said, they're going to, I think basically look at the whole experience. And when you play the story, when you beat uh, the Tempest heart, which is the current end game story, or the, the, how the story of the MSQ kind of finishes, right? You finish the Tempest heart, a beautiful and amazing cutscene plays. And you're like, that is really cool. It really kind of finishes off this story. Why isn't that 
also throughout. And I'm wanting, I'm wondering to see if within the one to 25, if they start kind of bringing in that kind of style of storytelling, because you do have a story, but you have to go find the story. And yes, you have the soul wardens thing that takes you from place to place, et cetera. But if they actually have that hook come in early on and people kind of respond to that, I think you could end up having this like really beautiful narrative experience that sets itself up for like further chapters and kind of sets a standard for how they decide to tell stories. It's not in game. It's be- it's just, it's drawn, it's animated, et cetera. But it's like, they have been, they put in a like lot a of work. Yeah, exactly. Um, the early Guild Wars cutscenes were more drawn. Yeah, drawn, but it's not like two characters talking side by side. It's like, okay, and then it's kind of narrated and, you know, it's, you know, hey. Some are like the Harry Potter Deathly Hollows. Like there's this, this like animated kind of sketchy. Um, that's exciting. I mean, those are the, those mm-hmm. are the big things that I think are going to make it hard to evangelize people who have been kind of, um, you know, time is limited yeah. and, you know, resources are limited, whether it be or money or, or the amount of time you can spend gaming or whatever. And, uh, so why why should I pick up this game as opposed to every other game that is also doing really well? Right. There's a lot the of beautiful are... gaming experiences available right now and on the horizon. Um, and so we've got to decide what to do until Ashes of Creation comes in and solves everything for us uh, and is the greatest game of all time. <laughs> I still think uh, we got I think Alpha 2 for Ashes drops next year. Like, I still feel like Ashes is a while away, especially because they just like tripled the size of their world. <laughs> <laughs> you know it's like hey guys uh yeah we're excited and here's the the world's just gotten three times I hope larger that game is good i really do too I'm, I'm looking forward to it i mean i'm sad to see the memes die but i i hope the world is good the uh throne of liberty also is on the horizon for next year that's rumored to be published by amazon amazon's really leaning into mmos like somebody they, said that the uh star citizen's been kind of their main game lately um and so it's been neat to see that move into a state where it's becoming more playable um yeah yeah. So I think it's, it's going to be interesting to see why would you play New World? I think one of the things is when you actually do, it feels there's something there. Like, I think that when you talk to many people, when you like anybody I've talked to, even if they've quit the game, they end up like I always get the, the, the expression that like there's something here. Like you can feel it like almost immediately when playing the game itself. And then the question ends up being like, you know, we saw with Scott, like saying like, yeah, they, they were playing, they ran into a bug, you know, within uh, the, the quest line. And it's like, oh man, like as that stuff gets refined and, and fixed out, like I think essentially what New World does have going for it. And the reason why people should check it out, at least, especially if they already own it, there's no sub. Like it's like, it is one of the best monetized games, you know, in terms of a fairness and, uh, you know, setup that is like, just update it, check it out, see if it actually is hitting the notes. That, that you felt like it hit. And so there's still things and still work that needs to, to be done, but it's really interesting to see. And I think if anything else, especially as Amazon looks to build out their own MMOs as well and other games, like this is just gonna be massive amounts of data for them to kind of say like, you know, by the time, whatever else is next, by the time, you know, like when we look back here in a couple of years, it's like, I don't know. There's a, there's a special joy that I had when I played 1.0 and um and it's interesting to kind of talk to players who've come into final fantasy 14 at whatever expansion and then literally go like gosh i kind of wish i was there now and that's essentially kind of like where i'm like guys new world's going to be around for quite quite a while and just like how they're refining the new player experience a part of me is like i'm glad i had the experience i've had i'm actually interested in seeing what experience has been evolving to and i'm i'm excited that here in you know five years and ten years that I'll be able to sit here and be like, yeah, like it was this crazy experience. Like, you know, some stuff would just randomly break. And then sometimes stuff was like, holy crap. Like that was really ridiculously fun. Like I can, you know, and, uh, and that's where I think where it comes down to new world has, has a unique hook to it. Not that it's perfect. Not that any game is, but it's, it's definitely going to be, I think one of the, like when we look at like top five MMOs here in a couple of years, I think new world easily makes, makes the top five. Well, that's exciting. They've definitely got the backing of a company big enough to see it out that yeah, long. They got enough money for day. Um, like they own the but like that doesn't yeah. always solve it, right? Like no. you know, we've seen plenty of big companies drop projects um, whenever they feel like it because they don't they don't need it to succeed. So like there is something to be said. Like at least with an indie studio, there it's ride or die. Yeah. Uh, and so the you know big companies have enough to see it into the the horizon, but they also have the ability to say like I don't need to make money off this. Yeah. So at any point, I think it's just not fun or or profitable for for us to keep managing this you can just shut it down um so 
you know, it's it's exciting. And I, I think the, the partnership with Twitch is really neat. Yeah. Um, the partnership with, you know, and Twitch has been doing a lot of interesting things. Um, they they're they're making they're making moves. Uh, and I think what's exciting about the Twitch moves is that they're quieter than normal. Mm -hmm. A lot of the loud ones end up being really they the loud part ends up being the frustrating part. Yeah. Um, but it just it's, feels like things are just starting to work, right? Yeah. These, these animated emotes, um, being more clear about what they want to do with advertising dollars, understand that, that people would prefer, I would prefer a platform that I didn't pay for and never had to watch an ad. But um, here in here down in the world where things have to get paid for, um, they're being more clear with creators on this is how many ads we need to run per hour. Yeah. You, can, you can run those manually uh, and control that, or you can let it interrupt you. Uh, that's your call. Yeah. But like, you know, as they start to to bonus out um, creators who who let the auto tool just manage the ads for them, which the auto tool was something you and I were like, I just want the auto tool to work in the first place. And yeah. like, we'll, we'll pay you extra for that. All right. I guess I, I was asking for. OK, sure. I mean, handle. I guess I'll handle it. Just handle yeah. it. YouTube now um, is like where Twitch was always kind of like blowing up when I was it was stressful because it's like, oh, hey, you should do that. I'm like, leave me alone. Like, I'm just hanging out. Now YouTube's actually doing that same thing that Twitch was doing back, you know, a couple months ago. Like, hey, now would be a really good time to run an ad. Shut up, YouTube. I'm not. You know, like if you want to run one, you handle it. I'm just doing my thing. Um, also, guys, for those of you on Twitch, and then for the uh, the Pharma Girl gifting out some subs, uh, yeah, those new animated emotes. I think one more is on the way as well. Maybe one or two more. Uh, so hopefully you guys enjoy those. Uh, you know, they've been phenomenal and uh, they look so good. And YouTube. This is just being YouTube and YouTube streaming is just like one of these days, YouTube, one of these days is going to be good. Now, one of the things about Asmongold before we wrap up, you know, because you know, why not talk about Asmongold? Uh, the, uh, the, the, the joke or the theory or the fun fact is that, you know, he talked about wanting great swords and they've also talked about daggers in this game and other weapons. And we we're all kind of like just kind of giggling. Like, you think they added the uh, great sword? this time to, to see if they can't get the uh the bald man back into uh back into the game as uh scott says uh new world is only one asthma gold pog face thumbnail away from blowing up again uh, do that's you think not the conspiracy theory the conspiracy theory is not that they add it the conspiracy theory is how early into the game did they plan for the great sword and then realize we need to hold this as a trump card to get the bald man we got to get him back we we had the great sword that was actually the first weapon we ever developed we had it internally we've been playing with it for for years uh, we actually built this game as a great sword only game, and we yeah. realized, hold that! You can only release a great sword as the new weapon one time. Uh, so let's let the game stand on its own. Let's let people yeah. shoot some rabbits, chop down some trees, and maybe one day, when we're ready for that true surge, once we feel like things are under control, then we'll release the great sword. Yeah. And uh, and again, thanks guys for the likes on these uh, on these videos. And as one last final note regarding uh, New World, I know a lot of people bring up gold duping. Uh, the, the duping happened, I think, in October when the game launched. Uh, they have actually cleaned out all that. You know, that was done around November. But that's still like, you know, people will have these ideas and they'll and when they come back to check it out. So if you're ever worried about the economy, like that's been fixed since no November. And when anybody comes in to check out the game, they like it's 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 been it's been solid. Like they've been really kind of uh, crushing it out. And hopefully uh, we'll continue to see that. Um, the PTR, when that goes live, note that I'll be spending some plenty of time on that PTR because I'm excited to check out all the new content, but also that it would be good to have a like a really solid one year, like year, brimstone, games just rocking and rolling and, and going from there. But Chris, do you have any final thoughts before we uh, wrap up the show? Uh, no, this is the last day of August. So thank you again. Uh, Farmer Girl gifted several subs during this live broadcast while it's in the middle of my long Twitch days. Uh, and Brian's going live over on YouTube just for the duration of these shows if you want to hang out. Uh, and then for the month of August, thank you so much to Farmer Girl, Care Rider, and Book Boy uh, as the top three people who support us over on Twitch, but also many, many others. Um, yeah. Twitch just chooses to limit it to showing us the three, but I know there were others. Um, and so thank you guys and all of you that just just renew each and every month. It makes a huge difference in Brian and I's life. Um, and so thank yeah. you. It makes all this possible. And so in September, as an answer to that, um, we're actually increasing the number of hours that we'll be streaming um, doing things like this. Uh, I will be live five days a week. Brian will be live in the evenings on Friday, as well as um, some other days. We're mm -hmm. actually going to be playing some games together. Yes. So we're increasing the total amount of stream content. And then I am taking the last week of the month off. Uh, my wife took a new job this year. And so mm -hmm. we've been looking for a chance to take my first vacation since February, my first real time off, uh, or it wasn't just like a weekend getaway. Um, and 
uh, we're going to be, because this year is our 10th year to be married. So we wanted to take a vacation sometime during this calendar year and the yeah. months are ticking away. I cannot believe okay. August is over. I know, right? Um, so next yeah, week I'll be bring in. On, let's bring on, we've had like monsoon after monsoon raining around here. So it's like, I we really, have not. you haven't, it's just been far enough away from me. Look at like a quarter hammered. inch. It's killing my hammered. wife's garden. The, uh, uh, cause it looks like it rains. And so you don't want to sprinkle, you don't want to go water the beds yeah. and then we everything off, starts to die. And you're yeah. like, no, you got it. You yeah, we turn water. off our watering system. Cause it's like, we've just been getting the hammered. Now a uh, happy birthday to Colin prime. Uh, you know, hopefully you enjoy tomorrow. Maybe we'll come back to with another one of these, uh, posts tomorrow as well. And then also, uh, filled the meme, AKA filthy meme, as I used to uh, like <laughs> incorrectly always stated, uh, I know he's been absolutely busy, but uh, he was also huge in helping us uh, get partner. Uh, and making that initial push. So just seeing him and Chad, always awesome to have you here saying that the uh, eternal beta that is the, the eternal beta that is Star Citizen over there on Twitch. So uh, guys, that's going to wrap it up for us today. Thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed. We really appreciate each and every one of you being here. Uh, if you guys like these, be sure to like, favorite, subscribe, share over on YouTube. And you can also check these out also in audio form a couple days after the video is up over on iTunes, and wherever podcasts are found. Thanks so much for being here. Love you and love your faces. See you next time.